Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Scaredy Chat, the podcast where we talk about all of your childhood fears, plus some things that are scaring us today. I'm Caitlin Riley. And I'm Monica Suriagi. This week, Monica is interviewing the amazing John Laster. He is a comedian and also the creator of this super cool app called Blap, which helps people find Black-owned businesses. Anyway, guys, stay tuned for our conversation and have a very happy spooky season. Caitlin, I've been seeing so many movies. Like You've been seeing so many movies. Like, to the point, I'm getting to the point where, like, I've seen so many in such a small amount of time that it's making me, like, jittery. Like... Too many, too many scary movies too fast. I can't like binge them, I'm I'm realizing. <laughs> well, it is spooky season. So if you're going to be seeing scary movies, I feel like this is the ideal time for that. But you said that uh this movie that you you saw at Fantastic Fest, it actually seems like it has like a Christmassy title. Yes. So we, yeah, let's chat about that one because I'm very curious. Yes. So uh the film that I saw at Fantastic Fest is called Silent Night. It was the U.S. premiere of the film at the festival, and it was the closing film for the whole festival. Emo, calm down. My cat's oh freaking out. Oh, my God. I am obsessed with Emo's little meow. It's fine. Meow is a, a meow. Emo is a black cat, which is, like, perfect for Halloween. So this is, like, very on theme. So all, all good, Emo. <laughs> yes, this is his guest appearance. Um, but, yes, the film... Uh, yeah, we saw the U.S. premiere of the film, last film of the festival. I had already seen some horrifically violent and fucked up movies by this point. So I was yeah. like, what is this one going to be? It also, it was like 10 p.m. Um, and I didn't know anything about the film um, other than that it is Christmassy, as you can tell from the title. So Silent Night starts with like very bougie um British people all assembling for a Christmas party and they're all dressed up. They're at this big like house in the country. And actually Annabelle Wallace is in it and she has pulled a complete 180 from who she is in Malignant. Like in this movie, she's, oh my God. I I feel like in Malignant, I couldn't see her. I keep saying that. I feel like I couldn't see her. Like, interesting. She was just like bangs. Like, she was just bangs and her hair was actually kind of a big part of that movie when you think about it. Exactly. I mean, I guess if you've listened to our podcast for for this many episodes, you probably have already heard us spoil Malignant. So, but 
Yeah. When you said she pulled a 180, I was like, interesting, because that's kind of what she did in the movie. (laughs) Fascinating. (laughs) Anyway, please, please go on. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't even think about that. But yes, she as a she pulls up 180 more uh, literally and metaphorically, I guess. But she's like. She has long blonde hair that she has, like, back in a ponytail. She's, like, very, like, uppity rich lady in this one. Like, kind of out of touch with the reality, you know? And, like, she's wearing, like, a sequin dress the whole movie. And it's... it's When I saw her, I was like, is that the same person from Malignant? Oh, my God. Because in Malignant, she's so just, like, sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Her situation, the characters, she's, the whole thing. She's just like, Gabriel's in my head, like the whole time. And then in this one, she's like, oh, hello, darling. And, like, it's it's funny. This um, woman does not have a parasitic twin in the back of her head. You just know. You, just you don't know. see it, but you, you just know. Yes. So, and also, of course, Kira Knightley is in it. Um, and uh, Lily Rose Depp is in it oh, as well. She's so pretty. You know what? Her cheekbones are a little too intense for me. I'm going to be honest, but <laughs> I, I like the look. <laughs> I'm like, she kind of feels like a, a very much like, you know, like a nepotism baby model. But like what I mean that I mean that by like the combination of the features of like both her parents, like formed her, like almost like she was created by an AI scientist exactly. or something. Yes. She feels yeah. auto generated for sure. Exactly. Um, but she's, she's good in the movie and it stars Roman Griffin Davis, who is the little boy from, from uh, Jojo Rabbit. And it was directed by Camille Griffin, his mom. So I was like, oh, that's cute. Wait, that's so cute. Yeah. That's so cute. I love that. And it also had Kirby Howell Baptiste, who um, I really oh like. My God. I like her love. a lot. Love. Yeah. Love. I, I feel like she's having a moment because she's she's just she been popping is. up in so much stuff. So many things. Was she and Veronica Mars, was that like the one thing that she was like a badass in in season four? I'm going to Google that. I don't I I just know I, she was just in um, Cruella, um, and yeah, she's she's just been in a lot of stuff this year. I feel like, um, but yeah, so that's the cast. But basically, these are the various characters plus others. It's mostly couples and like their kids um, who are coming to this party, and the night starts off like a normal Christmas party. You know, like the kids are fighting with each other, the parents are like being a little bit fake, but like having fun, and the kids are like. The kids are like what, like twelve and under. And there's also two twin boys who are maybe like ten, and another little girl who's maybe like twelve. And they're all just like swearing, like adults, like swearing. And at one point, the dad's like, "You said we could swear," because the he does like doesn't like it. So you're like, "That's weird." And then as the night progresses and they're partying, you realize that this is a very clever setup for an apocalypse movie. Oh, huh. Yeah. So basically the world is ending. Um, There are poisonous gases that like they're covering the earth. Uh, Most of the world is already dead. And it's like it's coming for England. You know, like this, this is it. And they've calculated, you know, I need you to not do this. They've, they've calculated that the gases are coming the day after Christmas. So these friends the parents are friends from college that made a pact that they would bring their families together and spend their last christmas together and then every british actually sorry not every wealthy upper class uh well-to-do british people have been given a pill called an exit pill that will kill you 
and you're supposed to take it before the gas comes because uh, it like it dissolves your organs and it's a very painful, violent death. So they've been given this pill as an exit option. I re- I really liked it. I-, I thought it was well done. It felt smart and contained. It really all takes place in this house. Have you ever seen um, the Apocalypse movie? This is a movie that I think about all the time, but I have never met a single person who has watched it. We watched it in school when I was in, like, literally in seventh grade. But the movie is called Testament. And it's about, it's about basically there's a nuclear bomb that goes off um, in San Francisco. And it's about, like, the suburbs of San Francisco and basically a family who is living within the, outside of the blast radius, but within the radiation radius is lavar burton in that you know know, it's possible but i do not remember because i it has been burned in my brain for so long but like just like the smallest like scenes as opposed to like the whole film because it's been literally over like 15 more than 15 years but it's a really really good movie because it's very realistic it's basically the apocalypse i guess because i don't know if it's just one bomb if there are many bombs it's basically like like a slow version of the apocalypse where they are all suffering from radiation poisoning. There is nothing they can do. There's really no point in trying to fight it. So nobody is like, we have to go. We have to go get the antidote. Like there's none of that. It's just sort of like slowly coming to this like horrible, horrible realization. It's like a very like dramatic, but like simple movie. It just all takes place in like this person's like house and it's like the dad was in San Francisco, so they don't know if he's dead, but they're going to just assume he's dead. And you're just sort of like watching this whole family like fall apart and and deal with it. And it's just the most scary thing ever. And I think that's why this movie probably, though I guess it's not a traditional horror movie, can fall under things that terrify us. Because it's like, oh, we're just all accepting this fate. There's like nothing we can do other than just accept it. And isn't that like... It's it's both peaceful in some ways and also just absolutely horrifying. So far, I'm it's Silent Night that you saw at Fantastic Fest that I want to see now. The uh the sadness which I just saw pop up on my Twitter feed and I saw a still from it that seemed absolutely horrifying. Yep. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And then what is the other movie that you said? You said two more, I think. The Exorcism that... of God, which, wow, yes. I still have trouble sleeping when I think about that. I'm like, I'm almost asleep yep. and then Demon Jesus pops in my head. Um. <laughs> amazing amazing <laughs> and uh another one that i really liked was uh she will oh sorry the one i actually really liked was saloon that played with my short but, I, but she will was good as well okay everybody welcome back to scaredy chat this is the reason you're here today we are talking with new york comedian john laster you know him from two dope queens and he has a really cool app that you should have already downloaded by now everybody john laster Happy to be here. Happy to have you. I'm excited <laughs> to talk to you today. I'm, I'm excited to uh, to talk too. Well, I don't know how much uh, in your career and performance you talk about childhood fears, but that's what it's all about today. So, um, I, I, yes. So, I, and, I, and I had tons of them. I was the, um, I was the kind of um, scaredy cat kid. Really? Yeah, I think that I still am. But I'm tall enough and probably a big enough guy that most people, you know, don't try me. Or I, or I probably am able to fake it a lot better than that. 
I do kind of assume that taller people are less afraid because they have a higher vantage point so they can see what's happening. Yeah. And there's probably no truth to that. Because I know a lot of my friends who are sizable who are equally scared of mice, roaches, the dark, scary noises. You know what I mean? There's some things we don't have to deal with. Like maybe probably not as scared as like people on the train that are doing weird stuff, you know, because I'm probably not their first target, but other stuff, plenty scared of. Yes. Well, uh, you you sent us a specific fear that I want to talk about because we uh, we do talk about Stephen King a lot on this podcast and how he is the root of most people's childhood fears. So please tell me about the specific Stephen King uh, story that scared you. Yeah, when we were kids, I don't know how we ended up in this movie theater, like this basketball team that I was on, maybe middle school or something. And we go to see, sometimes when you go to these basketball tournaments, you go to like a little different town and you play all day and then you you pile back up in cars to go home or whatever. And, and sometimes there's a lot of time in between the games. So we ended up watching Pet Cemetery, And I remember <laughs> everybody... You know, trying to be tough, right? We're guys, especially and we're at that age, like, whatever, let's do it. And uh, I remember the first time, like, something popped out of the ground. <laughs> and now we're all in each other's arms in the middle of this aisle, screaming, right? <laughs> but, but, but once it was, it wasn't even, the thing was, supposed, wasn't even supposed to be scary. Cause you know how sometimes, like, you know, something scary happens and then it's like, oh, it's just the neighbor. Right, you know? like it's it's right. the fault. Oh, hey, didn't see you, Jim. You know, like <laughs> so it was one of those. Hey, didn't see you, Jim's, and then we just kind of backed out of the hug, like oh, oh yeah, know? oh yeah, just kidding. Yeah, like oh, I wasn't hugging you, man. I was just making sure you was okay. You know, <laughs> but we were, yeah, yo, we were terrified, and I never, ever, ever went to a scary movie ever again. Oh no, it ruined the whole like. Scary oh. movie theater experience oh, that for was you. The grand opening and grand closing. No. Yes, <laughs> all in all in one scene. I feel like that movie is terrifying, but I'm able. I didn't see it as a kid. I saw it as an adult, and I'm able to forget about it because now the effects are outdated. You know, yeah. so you can kind of like see through it and be like, "Oh, it does, this looks like shit." Like it doesn't even. It's not scary because it doesn't. It wouldn't look like that. You know. Right. But I watched the new one recently, and then that one's scary all over again because they just updated all the effects. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Do you remember any specific scenes from that movie that, like, this is it, I'm ruined from this scene? I think that was a scene. There's something that pops out of a grave, I think it was. But to be honest with you, let me tell you what what coward I am. (laughs) There was a lot of the movie after that that I pretended to watch, but I just didn't even, I was just sitting there like this. You know, and then people would go, ah, oh, and I go, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not looking. <laughs> they would be like, ah, oh, and I go, ah. Oh. Because <laughs> I, was, I was terrified after that. And I probably didn't sleep for like a month. I don't blame you. I do the same thing. I'm like a horror filmmaker. That's like my thing. I make scary movies. And I still will go to the theater and, like, look at the ground and not actually watch what's happening. Yeah. Only time, I think, I don't know, I feel like I've watched maybe some psycho, like, thrillers or 
or maybe a scary movie. I feel like there was another scary. I think I watched, I think I watched The Exorcist or something, but I, oh. but, but, but it was, I was, I was with a girl who was just insanely in the scary movies. And guys will do anything if you're on a date where you're trying to impress a girl, but it was during the day. Okay. So that's how she conned me into it. And I was still just mortified. I think that's arguably a scarier movie than Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Well, it, it, it makes the brain, it stays in your brain a lot more. Because Pet Cemetery is jumpy. You know what I mean? But The Exorcist has all types of, oh my God, like people really losing it. Yeah, like that adult man voice coming out of a child. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's way more, um, way creepier. Yeah, it, that movie's messed up. And I, I've actually still only seen that movie in pieces because I can't watch the whole thing. So I've oh, seen it in like 20-minute yeah. jumps. Oh, yeah. It is, uh, it's brutal. But I, I only did that during the day. And scary movies, not, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Have you seen any anything newer? I feel like there's this whole new wave of horror that's happening now where it's like a little more elevated, you know, and like intellectual. I think the last scary thing that I watched on accident, because when you first start watching it, right? When you first start watching it, you don't realize that Blair Witch is going to be what it is. <laughs> right? Right? So, so I think I kind of got hoodwinked into watching it because it was all this hype around it. But I thought the hype was about the reality TV part of it and didn't realize, and it sucked me in. That's true, because I was like, look, this is the first movie that they're just using a VHS camera. And then yes, like, and they spent scary. $4 on it and it made $200 million. Exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. a reason, because it's terrifying. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I got sucked into watching that. But for some reason, even though I was scared, it wasn't near as bad as the other two. But I wouldn't have watched it had I known it was going to be as scary as it was either. Yeah, I think with that movie, it's like you are... You're mostly watching them be scared, but you're not seeing the thing right. they're afraid of until the very end. Yeah. It's kind of like these Ghost Hunters TV shows. Yes. <laughs> Would you ever go on one of those shows? Would you ever go ghost hunting? Absolutely not. You know no. what's crazy? You know what's crazy is I never told anybody this either. I was actually asked to be the host. I was supposed to shoot a pilot and it was called, yeah. It was called, it was called Drunk Ghost Hunters. Oh my God. And there was what? a deal on the, there was a deal on the table for it. My guy who worked there, um, he, he called me in, we were about to do it. And then, um, I was like, yo, you know, I'm not drinking. And it kind of unraveled after that. So then I ended up being like, yo, but don't, don't, let's not let it go down the tubes. I still think it's a good idea. So I bring in a bunch of my friends to audition for the role as the lead. And um, and then it never really took flight. Well, but you were this close to being a ghost hunter. A drunk ghost hunter. Even though you don't, <laughs> but you didn't, you were like, were you excited about hunting ghosts? Or were you like, this is going to be the worst part of the job? You know what? I was like, think about this. First of all, you got to think about this. Obviously, I stopped drinking, which means my drinking was bad. Right. Yes, there's, yes, there right. must be a reason. <laughs> yeah, there must be a reason. But the other thing was, I was thinking if I were going to do it, I would have been drunk anyway. So <laughs> I, I would have been near scared. Do you know what I mean? 
because you had to get drunk to do the show. So I would have been drunk and I'm with my boys, you know what I mean? And a camera crew. So that wouldn't have been near as terrifying, I don't think. I feel like the ghost hunting shows I watch, they're like trying to scare each other and they're taking it very seriously. Like, you know, Ghost Adventures with, I don't, I couldn't tell you the name of anybody on that show, but they take it very seriously. And every little movement, every little sound is a ghost. And I'm like, no, it's not. You knock that over. Like, it's not. (laughs) Those are your rusty boots you're wearing. What are you talking about? That's your leather jacket, dude. Stop it. Exactly. Like, ew. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. But I do kind of think, do you believe in ghosts? Like, would it have been real for you on that show? You know what? I, I I I wouldn't go so far as to say that I believe in ghosts. But I do believe that we don't know everything. I agree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had I had a friend in high school who his mom, without us telling her stuff, she was very intuitive. Never understood it, but she really, really, really was intuitive. So I don't know what it was that she was able to pick up that um, that we never understood, but I know it was real. I feel like my so, mom's the same way. Okay. Yeah, my mom is not, but I mean, if you believe, if, but if you believe, you know what I mean. There's some stuff that there's no way they could know. And somehow they seemingly, some people are like that. So I'm not, I'm not someone who believes necessarily in ghosts, but I'm not, I'm not somebody who, who thinks that I'm so smart that it's out of the realm of possibility. Same way with aliens. I was just going to say, that's how I feel about aliens, because I don't have any proof, but... That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. You know, and if there's some hundreds of billions of other things moving around in this solar, hundreds of, you're telling me nothing else out there is intelligent? That'd be really sad. That would be, (laughs) that would be so sad. I'm like, I want aliens to exist because if not, the the expanse of the universe is honestly really pathetic. So. Yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm sure that there's there's tons of other life forms out there. You know what I mean? Does that mean that I think that Billy Bob was abducted? I don't know about that. <laughs> it might have been it might have been a real live night on the town partner that you thought had something to do with aliens, you know? And your boys just left you up in a barn, you know? <laughs> so I don't know that I believe every story, but I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, I know that. Nowhere in those 400 billion other things out there, there's not somebody who can get here. I know. And it's like they're, I hope they, I would prefer they don't come. Like you can stay over there, but it could happen. Really? I would prefer that they did. You'd want them to come? Yo, if you can check this out, imagine, right? Imagine aliens come here, right? And they do something really, really scary. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're all watching TV. The TVs go out and then we watch them lift up the ocean. Ah! Right. What? <laughs> and they spin it around and then they put it down. Everybody's panicking and then they leave. Imagine. <laughs> imagine how relieved we would all be. We'd be like, you know what? We should probably get along this week. Yes. You know That's true. <laughs> you we know should- what? Yes. We should probably let some of that shit that we got going on. We should probably let that go because this dude just picked up the ocean. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all I'm t- you know what I mean? Or imagine they burned something that we thought couldn't be burned. 
we would be like, oh, you know what? And then they left. We would be like, oh, we should, we should give each other our flowers right now because <laughs> if that guy comes back, he's going to burn everything. So you would like a scenario of like a flex, like I could yes. vaporize you all. Yes, I, I like won't. a flex. Yeah, but you know what? But I got shit to do right now, so I'm gonna head on out. But y'all better get it together. What uh, if they come yeah. back at what if they come back after that first time? Oh no, if they come back and do something terrible, yeah, that'd be terrible. But I think a good flex, I think, would kind of put it things in perspective. Sometimes when bad things happen to you, you're just like, oh man, you know, I forgot that I should be grateful. Yeah. My crib burned down. I had nothing left. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Lost literally everything that I own. Oh my God. I can't, I can't even imagine that happening. How long ago was that? Probably like six years ago. Wow. Yeah. Lost everything. But it, yeah, it puts things in perspective. It's like, you know what? I should, I should be grateful. Do you, do you feel grateful now? Yeah, it's kind of wearing off. I don't yeah. want another fire. No, no. One is more than enough yeah, for a lifetime. But, but 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 an alien drop in, yeah, I think it, everybody would be like, yeah, yeah, we should we should chill with some of this uh some of this um foolishness. Yeah, I'd probably be like, wow, we should really solve climate change today. Yes, yes, we should get it together. Because they're coming back. Because they're coming back and they might not put the ocean down so gently. Yeah, but oh. But you mentioned before that you had a lot of childhood fears. And I'm wondering if they are some of the classics, you know, like the dark, uh, tornadoes, quicksand. But I would love to hear more about some of your other fears that are maybe not as movie related. You know what? My fears, I think. They were warranted. I know it's going to sound crazy. I'm originally from Denver, right? But I'm from the part of Denver that wasn't on the brochure. So it was it was some gang bangings, dope dealings, whatever, whatever. And there was some there was some scary things that happened when I was younger. So I remember like seeing shadows of people trying to break into our house, you know, of people like wow. really trying to break in, and I could see, you know, I was. I was a kid. You see grown men trying to break into your house. It's terrifying. Yes. And then the doorknob was was like broken one morning where someone had tried to. So, um, yeah, so that was really scary. So that was the reason that I was scared of the dark. There used to be pit bull fights. Wow. Um, yeah, there used to be pit bull fights. And I remember one time this guy, so the, the dogs are fighting and the chain yanks and the dog gets off the leash yes yes and luckily i was athletic even as a young dude the dog comes running and i get up the fence and over the fence just before yeah so i was scared of dogs that is that is valid that dog would have ripped your face off i was scared of the dark one night i used to i was a i was a high school all-american basketball player wow yeah so but but I only, I'm not saying that to like, ooh. I'm saying that to say that during the day, sometimes there were little kids in the neighborhood that knew. So they would come over there. Hey, you know, are you John Lasser? Can I play with you for a while? You don't want to be the asshole guy. So I'd be like, yeah, you know, but I got to get some shots up. So let's get a couple shots up that I need to get back to work. But it got to a point where sometimes I couldn't play during the day for that reason. I needed to shoot. So I would shoot at night. And... I would be shooting at night. And I remember my friend was there rebounding. He used to come over and rebound for me at night. Um, and 
one time this car pulls up into the the into the basketball court, turns the light off. And we was like, oh, that's, you know, JoJo and them. And, you know, we keep shooting. And then they start shooting. <laughs> but but a lot of people shot in our neighborhood. So it wasn't really, it wasn't that big a deal until, until we saw a spark off of the pole. Oh, at you. And, yes. And then we were like, <laughs> oh, it's that officer. <laughs> right, exactly. Then you were like, oh. And then took off. Yeah, like, oh, that was for me. So, yeah. Why? I was, oh. I used Why? to walk around, yeah, on edge of a lot of things. Any arguments, I would, yeah, I'd be out of there. And then at yeah. night, I was always, you know, like, kind of like traumatized, up listening for noises, you know, that's even if it wasn't the case. That's the worst. Well, you've had, these are just three examples, I'm sure, I'm holding up four fingers, three examples. <laughs> three examples. <laughs> I'm sure there's more of, you know, fear from just daily life. Yes. And then I think those things build together. And then when you are alone at night, you mush them all together. And it's like, now anything could be coming for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's taken a while to, for a lot of that to die down. Did you have a yeah. nightlight? You know what? I did. I used to sleep with a light on. I used to, yeah. So you would think, like I said, that, oh, people your size, whatever, but still have, you know, there's still, the, the mind is a, it's tricky. I also had a nightlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a nightlight, and then there was a time I saw recently. I was like, oh, I would have loved that. There was this bed that had a nightlight that shot from underneath it. Oh, that is nice. You can How see where the ground is. Yes. That's yes. really nice. The, the light shot down from underneath all the way around the bed. I was like, oh, I would have loved that. Yes. Wow. Little kids everywhere don't have to be afraid of anything under the bed with that one. Never. Yeah. I was um, also worried about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? Under the bed, that, yeah, that was never a thing for me. Oh, okay. But yeah, you were the doors and the windows. <laughs> yes. I was, a, I was a doors and windows and every little creek was like, what's that? Um, so yeah, some of that. And and that probably contributes to that one. Watch uh, scary movies too. If you're really scared, someone's going to break in. Yeah, and especially, you know, that's a whole genre of horror, the break-in movie, you know? Yes. And, and I will not watch those before I go to bed. No, and they, they get really dark. Like, uh, The Strangers, that Liv Tyler movie, that's fucked up. And there's a movie actually coming out right now, Don't Breathe 2. The first one is, like, there's this guy who's blind, so these home invaders come to rob him because they're like, oh, this guy's blind. We can take him really easily. And they're very wrong. He's very violent. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And he, I like that. Yeah, and he fucks all of them. I like that, though. Yeah, maybe you should watch Don't Breathe, then, because that's like a... <laughs> that's my kind of movie. Yeah, you should watch that one, then. You probably like I, that one. I like that premise. Yeah. I'll watch it during the day, though. Yes, it is super... He destroys these people. It gets very yeah. violent, but... But he's the he's in the right because they broke into his house. So yeah, I'll check that out. But I'll watch it during the day. Yes, I I when I watched Pet Cemetery, the new one, I watched it during the day because I was like, hmm, I can't watch movies by myself and horror movies by myself at night. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. it's not, it's not it. a good look. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a good look. Well, maybe if you watch Don't Breathe and you like it, then you could like ease into some other ones like a little bit. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right because I was um, I was scared of oh heights. Really? 
Oh, not, not scared of, you know what's so crazy is I think it's weird too, because I would rather, I would rather jump out of a plane and skydive than walk to the edge of a building. Really? What? What's the difference there in your brain? You don't <laughs> Well, we have a game that we like to play with everybody. Um, it's called Chill or Chilling. Chill is like, oh, yeah, cool. I would do that. Or Chilling, where it's like, too scary. I will not do that. And then we talk about why. And we run up, uh, we run made up scenarios. Okay, cool. Um, our first one is spending a night in a haunted house. Chill or Chilling? Chilling. Yes, based on this conversation. Absolutely (laughs) chilling. So you're you're not very, uh, I mean, I don't want to make any general sweeping generalizations, but as I've noticed, most Black people are not super into supernatural uh, occult type stuff. For good reason. Very very true. Like when I watch Pet Cemetery, as much as I like that movie, it is white nonsense. Like, if someone tells me not to bury something here, I'm not going to do it. Just don't do that. Don't yeah. do it. Don't do that. Yeah. There's so, a reason they took the time to tell you that. Yeah, and there's like a huge wooden barrier around it. Like, don't do it. Yeah. So that makes sense, I think. <laughs> um, this next one, which is kind of like COVID reminiscent, probably. Uh, not doing comedy for a year. Chill. oh chill yo you know what's so sad you know that like when as soon as as soon as the COVID thing hit there was like a million people doing lives you know everyone's doing a live everyone's doing a podcast everyone's doing some some something and people were like dude you're one of the more one of the most working comedians in all of comedy clearly you of all people have got to be traumatized by this. And I was like, no, (laughs) actually I'm not. I'm watching space documentaries. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And Tiger King. Um, Yeah. So no, I, I, yo, we work like a lot. You know what I mean? I'm on stage. I've been on the stage every night, like for a decade. Like, I, it was chill. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad it was a nice break for you. Really nice break. And Are you, you back? Feel, and you didn't have to feel like something was going on without you because everyone was on break. You didn't even have to feel because oftentimes part of the break is, oh my God, people are going to get ahead of me. You didn't even have to worry about that. Oh, that is true. Yeah, I even feel like sometimes like, oh, I can't because I'm like at the beginning, you know, of my whatever. And I'm like, I can't I can't take time off now. Like, Yes. <laughs> yes. So that whole like rat race feeling um, was, yeah, it was gone. So I didn't even have to worry about, oh, is somebody? Da, 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 da. Nope. Everyone's at home. Wow. That is kind of a nice way to think about it. Um, this next one is. Redoing high school with your current adult brain. Chill or chilling? Chilling. <laughs> You're like, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> no. I mean, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's chilling. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, I, uh, yeah. Because there's so many. <laughs> all of the things that you think 
could go right, you're also opening the door for a lot of things to go wrong. That's true. You think, in theory, like, oh, it'll be so much better because I can make better choices, but not necessarily. Yeah. It's almost like you watch, uh, we watch sports every year, you know, like as a ball player, and people are like, oh, da-da-da, has the best team. And I'm like, do you know like how far away you are from a championship just because you have the best team on paper. You know, there's so many things that have to go right. Um, so yeah, to go all the way back to high school, you're opening up Pandora's box for, yeah. Be careful what you wish for. That sounds chilly. <laughs> yes. You'd, you'd be, a lot of people say chill to that one. They're like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> like, sure. I, but, but, but you got to think, <laughs> I know this is going to sound really cocky or whatever. <laughs> I was the dude already. Yes. No, you that's I mean? cool. Yeah. I had my chance as the Pharaoh. I was the, uh, my girlfriend was Miss Black Colorado. I was the prom king. I was captain of the basketball team. I, I did the thing. Yes. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I know there's other people that's like, I'd like to go back and have those accolades. Been there, done that. Yes. Uh, I don't want to, I don't, I'll quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah, you're like, well, it was already as good as it was going to be. So, John, as we wrap up here, can you let people know where they can find you on socials and stuff? And he was funny. Everybody knows how to spell he was funny. Um, but I would also um, encourage them to uh, go to Black the App. That's where, uh, where you can download the app or the App Store, the Play Store. Some people ask me, hey, is it also on? Android, I know Clubhouse did that um, foolishness, but yeah, App Store, Play Store, um, and we need to do that. You know, forty-five. I think it's. I think it's all the way up to forty-five percent of Black-owned businesses went under during the pandemic. Yes, forty. So, you know, I mean, can you imagine if any other group went under forty-five percent? Yeah, the economy would, would collapse. Like it would be mayhem, right? So, yeah, forty-five percent. And this guy asked me. He was like, "Yo," in a meeting where they assess your app. He was like, yeah, I'm not a fan of Black Lives Matter. He was going to put some money up, this Trump supporter, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I don't even see why you made this app. I swear to God, he's saying this right in my face. And I was like, well, you know, over 40, at the time it was 42%. Over 42% of Black-owned businesses went under during the pandemic. And instead of complaining and whining about it, I decided to do something about it. And even he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even right. He sat there like 40 something percent. He was like, you know what, bro? You got me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. stats don't lie, I guess, with that one, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, that's brutal. But uh, but yeah, this this will help a great deal. Mm -hmm. A great deal. Well, you heard it, everybody. Download Black as soon as it's available and post that you did. Yes. Download it now. Yes. Right, right now. And share it with 10 friends. Yes, it's very easy to do. John, thank you for coming on today. This was really fun and you're hilarious and it was fun to hear about your fears. Oh, thank you. It was uh, it was fun to, uh, to regurgitate them with a ring light on instead of in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I have no fear sitting here, so this was yes. good. Amazing. This was good. Thank you so much for joining us here today on Scaredy Chat. We hope you were a little scared and maybe a little relieved about your fears. And if you're having fun listening to this podcast, please rate and review and subscribe so you never miss it and you're ready with us every week. And hey, make sure you follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at scaredychat underscore podcast.
And maybe you have a fear and you're wondering if other people are afraid of it too? Well, we probably are, but you should email us your fears at story at scaredychatpod.com and maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Till next time, Scaredy Cats. Bye! Security Chat was developed and hosted by Caitlin Riley and Monica Moore Suryagi. Produced by Jeff Swimmer. Editing and sound design by Fitz Harris. Theme music by Eric Fashingbauer, with samples by Jeff Zahn and Jack Lenz. And Gail Gilman is the executive producer. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.